because you have this sense of hopelessness down at that depth of burnout, uh, you really need somebody to come alongside you and say, look, I know you don't feel like you can do this right now, but I can tell you from experience that if you're willing to do the work, there is hope on the other side and you can become a better leader through this. Welcome to Hope Renewed, helping you find new hope when ministry leaves you hopeless. The Hope Renewed Podcast is brought to you by BIR Ministries. Here are your hosts, Tom Jameson and Sean Nemechek. Well, it's my joy to introduce our guest today, who is my co-host <laughs> and partner in crime on Hope Renewed, Sean Nemechek. Sean, welcome to Hope Renewed. Well, thank you very much, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Boy, that doesn't feel awkward at all. <laughs> But this is great. This is really exciting. We we are talking with Sean today uh, about uh, a work that he has been engaged in uh, over, boy, how long has it been, Sean? It's been two years now. Two years of, of solid work uh, that has resulted in a book. Uh, and we, we had a previous conversation while this was all still in process back on episode number 44 of Hope Renewed, where we kind of looked at the, the four big questions that, that you deal with uh, in, in the book. Uh, things have kind of grown and uh, morphed uh, since that time. So I'd like you, what's the name of the book? Uh, what are we anticipating here? Yeah, the name of the book is now officially and forever, <laughs> The Weary Leader's Guide to Burnout, A Journey from Exhaustion to Wholeness. And uh, we're expecting it to go to press uh, here as we talk in just a few weeks, uh, and it will be released on March 28 of 2023. So we're really wow. looking forward to that. Yeah, and congratulations to you on that. I know we here at PIR Ministries are very excited about this project. Uh, excited for you. Um, again, this has been a labor of love. This has blood, sweat, and tears, and a lot of typing and typing and <laughs> typing. <laughs> but also excited uh, for pastors and for the church that this um, new resource is going to be available uh, to help pastors, ministry leaders find hope and healing in uh, this particular area. So just to grab kind of a, a big picture overview, what what was the genesis of this project? Where did this come from? Uh, and, and even tie that in a little bit to your own story. Yeah, well, our, our listeners who've been with us since the beginning have heard this story probably a couple of times by now. Um, but this book really comes out of my own experience of burnout. And in many ways, um, it's kind of bringing together everything I learned and experienced in my own recovery uh, from burnout and uh, also some of the things that I've learned along the way in coaching other pastors. So it was a little over 10 years ago uh, that I experienced very deep burnout. Um, it turns out this was actually the third time I'd been through some level of burnout and it was uh, it was a total crash. Um, I was able to remain in ministry, but it took me several years um, to to recover um, and then to start uh, sharing what I was learning uh, with other pastors. Uh, they started to see 
changes in me and said, you're, you're looking a lot healthier. You seem like you're doing better. What's different. Um, some of it had to do with changes that were going on in the church. Uh, you know, one of my critics left the church and things got easier. Um, so some of that was, was from that, but a lot of it was from the inner work that I was doing, um, Mm -hmm. just to recover from burnout, to reconnect with God. Um, and so th- these pastors started asking some questions about what are you doing that's different? Can you tell me a little bit more? And so I was informally coaching pastors for quite a while. Um, mm-hmm. Then when I started formally coaching with PIR uh, full time uh, and really began getting a lot more uh, questions from pastors around the articles I'd written for my blog, The Pastor's Soul, um, I started to to engage in this this intentional coaching and realized there are a lot of things I'm hearing from these other pastors that are um, consistent with what I experienced. Um, mm-hmm. And I needed a way to kind of bring all of my different ideas and thoughts together into a kind of a coherent way of looking at, at burnout. So really, this was I was writing this book for my own use primarily um, just Mm -hmm. to clarify my thoughts and help me as a coach. And then secondarily to give to the clients I was coaching is something we could use uh, to form a basis for conversation um, so that they could pick and choose, you know, here's what I really need to work on. As I was writing this, uh, I started that project, like I said, about two years ago. Um, so this is we're we're recording this in at the end of November, uh, mm-hmm. 2022. So it was November 2020 when when I was starting it, and um, I got writing uh, about a month into it and realized it really feels like that there's there's a wider application, um, yeah, for this book. So I took a pause of about a month from writing to try and figure out how do I need to reshape the the book so that it can be something that could be published for wider use. And then Mm -hmm. uh, came back at it and uh, finished writing the rough draft that March of uh, 2021. And um, then sent it out to some friends and and authors that I know just to see if they felt like there was something here. I didn't want to publish a book that, that, you know, was great in my own mind, but other people yeah. thought it was terrible. Oh, so. Always the hardest part, getting others' input and, and perspective, but so necessary. Yeah. Right. So that became the first round of uh, really getting feedback. And the feedback that I I got, especially from authors and uh, the therapists that I sent it to, to, to kind of read behind me, um, mm-hmm. they loved it. Uh, and they, they gave me glowing praise. In fact, the four authors that I sent it to all sent back endorsements. Uh, for mm. the book, which um, allowed me to start looking for publishers. Um, and uh, the first publisher I went to said, no, thanks. Uh, and so mm-hmm. dealing with the rejection there was not <laughs> the so second hardest part. <laughs> uh, but it turns out it was in God's plan um, because uh, Zondervan Reflective was really interested in this book. And yeah. they've been so great to work with. And they, they really believe this is kind of a unique book uh, within the market because there are books about burnout, uh, but this is really the first book that takes you through a process of recovering from burnout and uh, really helps you work not just through recovery, but through transformation uh, so that 
you can build resilience and hopefully not burn out ever again. Yeah. Wow. It's so fascinating just to hear kind of the the process of how God is at work in you uh, through through your own experience and your own healing to, you know, kind of step by step. It, it wasn't, you know, oh, I recovered from burnout. I need to write a book. That, that it, <laughs> yeah. it really it was a, and that kind of begs the question, did you get burned out writing the book? <laughs> How did you avoid burnout writing the book? So, yeah, there's there's a couple of things around that. Uh, first, when I was recovering from burnout, um, I read 86 books in one year um, mm. and just really downloaded as much information as I could. Um mm. That's just kind of my process. That's how I, I have yep. to figure it out, figure out my way forward, and then jump into it. Um, and then it, it was years of letting that information and the continuing to read in that field of study mm-hmm. and and grow the complexity of the problem, but also the simple way through that complexity mm. and, and letting it marinate in me quite a bit testing this out with the pastors I'm working with informally and then formally as a, as a coach with PIR. So there's, there's like 10 years of work. I was going to say, this is more than a two year project. This is, this is God's work in and through you coming to fruition that uh, maybe was underground for a long time. Yeah. And, And then, then the actual writing of it, sitting down to write, uh, I wrote in my spare time. Uh, I, I would carve out days off and things like that to write, but it was really invigorating for me. Um, mm. I really had a sense that as I was writing this, I was not only working through my own healing again and you know rehearsing what I'd been through, but I had mm-hmm. a sense of just communion with God as I was writing, and it really felt like this book was something God wants to use. Uh, and mm. I'm curious to see how he's going to use it in the future. But it um, it was really just con- a continual offering up to God of all these things. Every chapter was, mm-hmm. was bathed in prayer and uh, just given to God um, and asking him as I'm writing, what do you want me to include? Mm. Uh, so it was, it was a, just a wonderful time of worship in many ways. Oh, I love that. So, so this is not merely a theoretical work uh, of some no. academia uh, approach, academic approach to to an issue. I mean, first and foremost, I I hear you saying that you want this to be a, a practical help to those who are experiencing um, things that are very similar to what you experienced in ministry, and that you you see happening uh, all over, but also. Uh, almost a devotional work again born out of that desire to respond back to the work god was doing in your life and is doing in your life yeah i do want this to be very experiential and practical um as leaders are going through the book i'm encouraging them to engage um in fact early on in the the introduction i i mentioned that this is the type of book you're going to read quickly you know on a weekend or something like that you could uh, but you won't get much out of it that way. Mm-hmm. It's the type of book that you have to go through slowly. Um, and there's questions, there's practices, um, there's experiences to to help guide you through real inner transformation. And mm-hmm. um, if there's anything that I want this book to do, it's to help people 
who are experiencing burnout reconnect with God in themselves, mm. um, because I think that's really the key uh, in all of this. If there's one thing, that's that's what it really boils down to. So this is not a five steps to re-engage in ministry after you burned out. Just kind of slap these things on and get back on the horse, and there you go. There are steps here and there, um, but really, um, this is kind of a more like a menu that you pick and choose from. Uh, what I need to do, um, what inner work I need to do, what work with God, what work with others, um, mm. and figuring out what you need and, and gives you some ways forward with it. Mm. Now, you mentioned your story and and how the, the book is really born out of that. Um, how how did your experience of burnout and recovery shape how you went about piecing together the, the book itself? Yeah, I did not want to write a book. Um, that was not coming from my own depth of experience in my own understanding. I didn't want this, like you said earlier, to be just an academic treatment. Um, mm. I wanted to write from a place of understanding and empathy for those who are going through the same thing. One of the main reasons I wrote this book is because I didn't have it when I was recovering from burnout. Mm. I had uh, you know, denominational representatives that, that I could reach out to. There were There were people I could connect with, but I really didn't feel like any of them had an understanding of what I was experiencing. There, was, there wasn't much empathy there, or at least I didn't perceive it. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to write a book that shows people, I understand what you're experiencing. I've had a couple of pastors who are going through burnout uh, and are working on recovery start to read this book. And they said, uh, some of them said, you, you know, you're, you're speaking directly to me. It's like you're reading my mail. Um, mm. Others have said this is this is hitting so close to home. I have to go through it slowly because it's a, it is triggering a little bit. Um, yeah. And so, you know, they're all really thankful for the book. It, it's just I I wanted this book to come out of that deep life experience. And mm. so, really, what they're reading is my recovery. Um, I'm just not telling it as my story. I'm telling it as as a way of uh, guiding them through uh, the mm. journey that I've already been on. How powerful uh, to to be able to do that! As, as you know, as you've worked with burnout, um, and you mentioned before, you went through you think three burnouts. Yeah. The last one being a real, I think you call it a deep burnout. Yeah. What do you see as maybe the the big pieces of burnout that that most pastors and ministry leaders can relate to. Yeah, there's there's all sorts of different ways people can come to burnout. Um, there's there's no like one path to mm. arriving there, uh, but once you get there, there's a lot of things that are in common. Um, so usually uh, there's a lack of self care uh, that has happened. And as pastors, this happens all the time. We get so busy caring for others uh, that we sometimes intentionally neglect to care for ourselves. Uh, we say, I can, I can deal with that later, or I'm fine. I can, I can handle it. Mm. Um, and that's true for a short period of time, but when it extends over months and years and even decades, uh, the longer it goes, the deeper the problem gets. And um, so what we're doing is kind of slowly moving toward a cliff. Um, mm -hmm. And at some point we fall over this cliff and experience deep exhaustion 
an inability to uh, to get the same results that we used to in our work. We tend to get cynical, disconnecting from people, uh, losing our sense of self. So all of these things uh, happen and really uh, what surfaces in us is shame, uh, mm-hmm. often anger. Uh, and there's usually some level of grief that hasn't been uh, dealt with, uh, whether mm-hmm. it's uh, loss of friends or disappointment in ministry. Um, there's some level of grief that needs to be addressed uh, somewhere along the way. And so those three, uh, shame, anger, and grief, uh, really uh, form the kind of the foundation of things that need to to be worked through. And they're they're what tell us uh, they they're not the problems themselves. They're the symptoms that tell us what the problems might be. So right. For example, anger is a secondary emotion. There's usually things behind anger mm-hmm. going on that may be sadness, maybe depression, maybe grief, maybe uh, a number of things. Um, so we. We look at those three things and then ask, what's what's going on behind those? Sometimes uh, it's because we entered ministry um, out of some deep need uh, that we had. We were looking for people's approval and found out that we could fall into people-pleasing patterns real quickly in ministry. Mm-hmm. And that took us away from our sense of who we are as, as self, uh, as, a, as a self. Um, sometimes it's because there were things in our, our background, in our childhood that never got dealt with. Sometimes it's just conflict in ministry or disappointment that, Mm -hmm. uh, the vision that we saw, uh, wasn't realized. There's all these different paths to it. Um, but really that burnout is a total depletion of self that shows up as shame, anger, uh, grief, and, uh, and then that leads to isolation. Mm. Um, and so the isolation that comes from burnout um, really uh, is, is what causes us to go over that cliff. If we had friends, uh, if we had close friends uh, who were able to listen and understand and be empathetic and and uh, really kind of do the things that I do with pastors who are burned out, um, mm-hmm. just be a friend to them we probably wouldn't fall into this trap. Um, mm. But that isolation really kind of is that last straw that drives us over the edge. And and that kind of takes us away from a common misunderstanding, I think, uh, and I think you address this in the book, uh, that, that, you know, burnout is because just because I've been working too hard. Um, you, you'd counter against that, wouldn't you? In yes. your definition of burnout. Yeah, burnout uh, is not caused by overwork. It's actually caused by a bad working environment. So uh, you, at one point in the book, I talk about how burnout may actually be caused by underwork. Um, Mm. You know, a lazy uh, pastor is just as likely to burn out as one who is overworking or is a workaholic. Um, Mm. Both of those tend to come from shame. And where that shame is showing up in our lives and what the root of it is, is more uh, the cause of burnout than our relationship to work. But the working environment is really uh, what causes it. So there's a um, a scale of measuring burnout called the Francis Burnout Inventory um, that really just asks how much 
um, negative experience are you having in your work and how much positive experience are you having in your work? And does is the positive enough to balance out or outweigh the negative? And if it is, great, you're going to thrive. You're going to do well. Uh, you're going to be able to bring your best self and uh, um, you're, you'll be creative and experience good health in, in your work. If the negative outweighs the positive uh, and to the degree that it outweighs the positive, um, that's what you're going to experience uh, when you're going to experience burnout. So it will be, uh, you'll lose your creativity. Uh, mm -hmm. You'll lose the the desire to do the things that you used to love before. I mean, nobody wants to enter into an environment where they know they're going to be criticized and berated and demeaned and they're going to feel mm -hmm. unproductive, even if it's work that they used to love. Um, and so the work environment is really what causes burnout. And then it's our response to it, internal response to that work environment that determines whether or not we're going to stay in burnout or we're going to recover. Um, mm. And so this book really focuses on the internal things that we can do to survive a negative culture and to become healthy and maybe even break free from it. And yet that that recovery seems so elusive to to uh pastors ministry leaders um why is this why why does it seem when you're in burnout the last thing you can think about is recovering from burnout part of that is because of the anxiety and shame uh that happen um anxiety is is kind of pervasive through this entire experience of burnout um it's what feeds that shame and anger and grief that we were talking about earlier. And so when you have anxiety and shame together, they kind of form this shame spiral that just sucks you down and down and down. The last thing you want to hear uh, when you're in burnout is that it's going to take some hard work to get out. Mm -hmm. um, because you have this sense of hopelessness down at that depth of burnout, uh, you really need somebody to come alongside you and say, look, I know you don't feel like you can do this right now, but I can tell you from experience that if you're willing to do the work, there is hope on the other side and you can become a better leader through this. And so with the pastors, the work that I do with pastors who are in burnout, what they need is for me to hold hope for them for a mm -hmm. while. And that's really what, what allows them to start doing that work because it is a lot of hard work internal work, the type of things we tend to avoid. And it's because we've avoided those that were in burnout. Mm -hmm. um, so going back and addressing our anxiety, our shame, our grief, our it's anger. Peeling the onion and getting, yeah. I mean, a lot of work getting the layers, getting yeah. down to that soft gooey center that <laughs> you work so hard to protect. It also starts with finding a sense of security in Christ first. Mm. Um, and so uh, while I'm holding hope, I'm, I'm also reminding them of just how much um, they are loved by God because of the work of Christ and how they're united to Christ. And, and so we build that sense of self by helping them reconnect with God and understand who they are from his perspective as people created in the image of God. Uh, and created and being recreated into the image mm -hmm. of Christ. Um, and so building that foundation of security uh, allows them to to do the work. A lot of pastors don't know to do that on their own. Um, and mm. so 
When you're in burnout, you feel stuck, you feel hopeless, and you don't know how to get out. And that's part of what makes it such a, a horrible thing. Um, you need somebody who's been through it before to help you see the way. Yeah, to to have that guide that says there is a way out. You just don't have to, you know, feeling like the only option is just to quit, just to give up. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, it's not sustainable anymore. I cannot continue living like this. Uh, but I don't know how to find that place of health. So to have have a guide, have a coach. Yeah. So sometimes it is necessary for pastors to leave the environment that caused the burnout. Mm -hmm. Other times they can recover in that space. Uh, but what we want to avoid is them quitting one place and then going to another without getting healthy. Uh, because the, what they'll end up doing is taking their their internal burnout, the the problems that, that are going on in them right. with them to the next place, they're likely to experience the same type of negative culture in the new place. If, if they haven't done the work to become healthy themselves, they they're going to feed yeah. their own dysfunction. <laughs> they're, they're still there. <laughs> yeah. So they're going to go to a new church or a new job and experience that burnout all over again. And it just gets deeper each time. So, so thinking of this work, this book as as a guide, uh, mm -hmm. what? How would you explain the the layout? You know, walk us through the flow of the book. How does it guide? So, I built this book around a concept uh, called triple loop learning, and uh, it might be helpful to explain that just for a second, mm -hmm. so that we can see how the book is laid out. In triple loop learning, it, it basically says that in order for us to really truly be transformed by something, we need to learn it three times. Uh, mm -hmm. The first time is just information. That's the first loop. We're just getting the information that we need. So that would be my experience of reading those 86 books in one year. It's just downloading the information, getting an understanding. Uh, that might be where you're looking at the map and trying to figure out where am I on the map. So that's the first loop. The second loop is where we start to make some changes, some behavioral changes. Uh, we change what we're doing in life. So uh, this would be starting to create some new habits uh, around um, uh, connection with God and taking some time for silence and solitude and other spiritual disciplines, approaching scripture in a different way. Um, and then doing some of the, the work around boundaries and and values that I talk about in the book. Mm -hmm. So these are largely external practices, changes that we're making to our behavior that will, if we continue, will start to work on us internally. And this is the third loop in triple loop learning, where there's internal transformation. And now the changes that we've been working on start to flow naturally from us uh, on the inside. And that's when I know a pastor is not likely to burn out again, when I see those internal changes happening in their relationship with God, their relationship to their work is just healthy and thriving. Now, they can slide back into old patterns, but it's that mm -hmm. third loop that really makes the change. So I built the book around that idea uh, of triple loop learning. The first part of the book is just understanding burnout. Uh, mm -hmm. What is it? Am I in burnout? What causes burnout? 
uh, where we talk about anxiety and shame. We get into anger and grief a little bit, the internal stuff that's going on. We also talk about the relationship between stress and burnout and uh, how managing our rhythms of work and rest and our energy are just our natural mm-hmm. energy patterns in our body um, uh, are all part of this. And so it's really just understanding where am I right now and what contributed to this. Um, the second part of the book is the recovery part. What would it take to get me back to level ground, to get out of this pit, back to where I used to be? Um, mm-hmm. And so we talk in this section about uh, reconnecting with God, uh, restoring our sense of self, becoming secure in Christ, uh, building a team of people around you to help you recover, uh, some of the issues of soul care. Um, I deal heavily with the idea of differentiation of self um, mm-hmm. and understanding our own emotional boundaries and and things like that. Um, so that that section is really that second loop. It's it's uh, giving you the the tools to work on. The third section is is where we're talking about really becoming resilient against burnout. And here we go into the deeper spiritual issues um, and talk about the spiritual transformation that needs to happen if we're going to um, to really never burn out again. Uh, and here we talk about things like learning to lament and expressing our grief and having healthy patterns of, of dealing with grief. We talk about what it means to truly surrender to God. Um, and to live in such a way that we desire his will uh, above all else. Um, and then uh, also what it means to live out of love so that that our life and our ministry flows naturally out of who we are uh, and who we are becoming in Christ. And so this, this really uh, kind of funnels down into the idea of creating a rule of life um, where we, uh, we have patterns of life that we've put in place that help us be our, our best, healthiest uh, self that's most connected to God so that we can live naturally from that heart uh, connected with God. And so that that's really the the structure of the book. That's where it's, it's mm-hmm. going. Um, and so each chapter has got questions to help you reflect on that. And I've also got a workbook that's going to be available as a, a, a download for people to go deeper into those things. So is is this the kind of of tool that is best used by yourself or in conjunction with someone else, or does that depend on on who you are and how you best learn? So I think recovery from burnout, you have to be connected with others. Um, mm-hmm. I, I every pastor I coach through burnout, I tell them you need to find a, a qualified counselor uh, to be connected mm-hmm. with and dealing with some stuff there. Um, they're connected with me. So th- there's a relationship there. They can go through the book on their own and do all of the work in the book on their own, but it's always helpful to have somebody to talk to, whether it's a coach mm. or a counselor or a mentor uh, or a cohort of pastors who you're going through the the book with. Um, being able to talk through what you're experiencing is part of the learning process. Yeah. Being able to externalize that and, and yeah. process that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to mention, you know, you mentioned the three uh, parts of the book, and we're going to delve into those more deeply in in future podcasts. We're going to have Roy Yankee 
meeting with me and you and and uh, do a, a real deep dive into each mm-hmm. of those areas. Um, not so people don't need to buy the book, but just <laughs> <laughs> to to kind of give another uh, expression to the, that hope. But you know, kind of stepping back again to to this big picture of of burnout. Um, how have you found it helpful to work with pastors who, uh, whether it's the shame or the anger or the grief, uh, are are resistant to confront their own burnout or or deal with their own burnout? You know, they're they're worried. Well, if I bring this up to the church board, they're going to fire me, or uh, you know, the congregation will think less of me, or I've somehow failed in ministry. Um, what have been some of your approaches to help pastors, ministry leaders to deal so, with that? So um, that level of anxiety, uh, we really need to create a safe space for them to, mm-hmm. to really understand what's going on there. So one of the first things I first questions I ask pastors is tell me about your rhythms of work and rest. Uh, I want to make sure that that they're getting the Sabbath rest um, that they need uh, and are able to have space for being with God and just being in his presence and being able to listen to what God is wanting to do and say uh, into their lives. If we don't have that, uh, if we don't have space for silence and solitude and for truly restorative rest that that genuinely brings life and energy to us for ministry, um, then the rest of the work is going to be really hard to do because we need that space to reflect on what is this anxiety telling me um, and what's going on in all of this anxiety that I'm experiencing. A lot of times it's because we're trying to prop up some false view of ourselves. You know, we all have this this false self that we tend to project to the world that may be bigger mm-hmm. or smaller than who we truly are. Um, bigger, you know, we we might want people to see us as more successful or uh, more knowledgeable than we really are. Smaller might be when we're trying to hide from the world and we don't want to be noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're not really valuing the gifts that God has given us. Anxiety is kind of doing those things in our lives. And to be able to step back and look at what's going on, we need to create those spaces of connection with God and others so that we can talk about them and and receive empathy for the shame that's connected to that anxiety. If we don't break that anxiety-shame loop, then there's no way out. The, the gravity of that just keeps sucking mm, you back in. It's like a black hole. Yeah, it is. It is. And so we've got to find a way to break the power of that. And the only way to do that is by, by finding some space to be with God and establish these rhythms of healthy rest and uh, reflection. Um, mm. And then from there, we can start building on some of the tools that, that we need to work on. But you, you really have to have a certain level of, of health already to be able to go into those tools and so right. that's where we start. Yeah. And and so key that you you mentioned it's not just space, it's safe space. Yeah. Uh and how challenging that can be for pastors and ministry leaders to find a safe space because um while we would hope it would be the very context in which we're ministering, right? The church and mm-hmm. 
that that's what we're called to um, uh, create for others. That that may not be the 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 place for a, a pastor to find that. Yeah, unfortunately, the church is in many places one of the least safe spaces for pastors, um, because a lot of these uh, church boards are approaching the pastor's work like they experience in the business world and Mm -hmm. the business world in the United States and really all the work culture in the United States um, is really feeding a larger burnout context. Um, It's, it's really not healthy at all. Um, Mm. And so that trickles down into the church and uh, we haven't thought through um, what it takes to create a healthy culture uh, where people can thrive. Um, mm. And because of that, pastors are burning out left and right. So yeah. they need to they need a space where they can step out and they can have somebody who who can really um, help them know that they are seen and secure and can offer some soothing words uh, mm-hmm. so that they really feel safe. Um, And it's that safety that provides the space to do this really hard internal work. Uh, You mentioned before in in this uh, creating safe space, um, uh, utilizing the book in a cohort uh, of pastors. Uh, Say more about that and what your, your hope might be for the book being used that way. Yeah, we're just beginning to explore um, some different partnerships and ideas uh, with churches and and things. So I I can't say too much other than I would really love pastors to get into groups of three to six people and go through this book slowly, probably over the space of a year or Mm. or even more, um, depending Mm. on the level of burnout that's experienced there. Um, this book can be really helpful for just building resilience. It, it may not be for pastors who are in burnout. Um, I was going to ask they, that. Yeah. They, 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 you know, it, it can be pastors who feel like they're healthy and want to take their health to the next level and, and really mm-hmm. develop resilience. But my heart is that pastors who are in burnout can get together with other pastors who need this book and uh, can go through it slowly and, uh, maybe even have some uh, some connection with me where I can come in and, and help them uh, help answer questions and, mm-hmm. and go through the, the book together. What would you say, um, looking at your experience and, and the way that it shaped the book and, and as you are continuing to experience that uh, renewing grace of God in your own life and recovering from mm-hmm. burnout, what has been kind of the, the core difference that's been made in you and your healing. Oh boy. Uh, that That's really the core difference is, is I, I'm a very different person than I was um, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. The things that led to my burnout, it was a slow deterioration of conflict and people pleasing and not dealing with my own grief. And so there's all sorts of layers to it. Uh, mm-hmm. that each one sucks you a little bit further down. So for me, I had, when I was in the depths of burnout, I really felt like there's something seriously broken in my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so I had to start from nothing and rebuild my relationship with God, my connection to others, uh, my sense of who I am and my calling and my gifting um, and dealing with my shame. So really it's learning self-care, soul care work has made the the biggest difference. Uh, But that's, it's really a, a rebuild of myself from the ground up by the power of the spirit and in the presence of mm-hmm. God. And that is not a quick project no. for any of us. And it, uh, it's, it's a lifelong project. Yeah. Um, I tell the pastors I'm coaching, you know, you'll probably feel a lot better in three to six months of coaching. You'll probably feel recovered from burnout in three to five years, but you're always going to have a limp from this experience. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Uh, because, that's actually part of what will make you a better leader in the long run. But that means you're going to have continual work for the rest of your life around this. Mm. And so it's really learning a new way to live. Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. And it's just rising the question in my mind of, of how it is uh, that God enabled you to lean into this experience of burnout as opposed to running away from it. Uh, Hmm. And, you know, I, I just, I I think of many who have gone through an experience and say, I I don't ever want to get anywhere near that again. I'm just going to kind of redirect my way. I think there, there are several factors in that, that worked uniquely for me. Um, First and foremost, it was absolutely a grace of God to be able to realize there's something broken in me. There's a conviction of the Spirit in that. Part of my experience of burnout was seeing myself do and say things that just did not feel like me. Mm. It was like an out-of-body experience almost. Um, Why am I saying that? Why am I doing that? I was in such a defensive fight-or-flight mode um, that my body and brain were reacting before I even had a chance to reflect on Mm. what was going on. Um, It's so hard to describe that to somebody if you haven't experienced it. That is part of the grace of God, seeing that happen and realizing, whoa, this is really scary. This there's something that needs to change. I cannot live in this space much longer. There's also kind of a a family history um, that, as I was growing up, if I ever had a question about something, my parents had the the response, go look it up. And we had a huge set of Encyclopedia Britannica, <laughs> and I was expected to go and find the answer for myself and come back. And, and then I could share with them what I learned, and then we would have a discussion that would take further. But I had to show that I'd done the work first of trying to figure mm. it out on my own. Um, now that has some negative repercussions too. Uh, you know, I, I grew up feeling like, um, in order to be accepted and loved, I had to have all the answers. That's not a healthy thing, uh, for a pastor to to have, you know, that that also (laughs) contributed to my burnout, but having that experience of knowing how to find the answers, where to go, how to figure it out, how to follow leads, um, that grew in me over years. And I think that was one of the things that God used to help me in that 
that year where I was just doing that investigative research, uh, it was, I, I was feeling a sense of desperation of, I've got to figure this out if I'm going to survive. Yeah. Um, and so I was able to lean on that. And then the more I got into that, the more hope I began to feel, the more excited I was about recovery because I was getting answers and I was putting together a plan. And uh, after that year of deep, intense research that really is this book, um, I was able to, to finally climb out. Again, the book is The Weary Leader's Guide to Burnout, A Journey from Exhaustion to Wholeness, uh, or I might dare say Sean's journey from exhaustion to wholeness, <laughs> but a journey others can can yeah. embark on. Um, just remind us, uh, the logistics release date, uh, how folks can purchase the book. Sure. The release date is March 28 uh, of 2023. Uh, you can find the book pretty much anywhere you buy your books. Uh, if they can order it for you, if you're at a local bookstore, uh, it's on Amazon. Um, there'll be an audio book for it uh, as well. Um, I would recommend that people would go to bakerbookhouse.com. Uh, we encourage offering... that by, yeah, by from they... the publisher. <laughs> well, well, Baker's not the publisher. Zondervan's the or, publisher, but yeah. Baker Bookhouse uh, is a, a book that I, or a bookstore that I have a close connection to, and they're offering it at the best mm. discount I've seen so far. Mm. Um, so that's that's where I would go. And uh, we will be uh, joining Roy Yankee, or Roy will be joining us as we delve into these three sections more deeply in upcoming podcasts and really look forward to that. How can folks connect with you personally, Sean? Yeah, they can find me through uh, PIR, uh, so PIRministries.org. I have my blog, which is uh, pastorsoul.com. Uh, and since publishing this book, I've also created an author webpage, seannemichek.com, uh, that they can find me there and learn more about how they can connect with me. Um, there's contact pages on all of those, uh, and they can mm -hmm. reach out on, on any one of them. And and how will the work be, book be available? Will that be through your website or the workbook will be on seannemichek.com. Um, and, uh, there's in the book, there'll be references, uh, to where to find that workbook and how you can download it. It's going to be a, a, just a PDF download, uh, that you'll have to print out yourself. Uh, it will be free and no cost, uh, for that. Uh, and it will provide, uh, assessments and exercises and things that you can do to complement what's said in the book and to take it a little bit further. Uh, the book workbook itself won't make much sense without the book, right? Uh, but together, they should be a powerful tool that uh, hopefully will provide pastors what they need to to climb out. Great. Well, I know I'm really looking forward to delving more deeply into this in uh, in the future here, um, and avoiding burnout myself <laughs> from a place of health, not a place of fear. Uh, but I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, as I ask, uh, or we ask every guest who joins us on, on Hope Renewed, uh, what words of hope would you like to share today with those who are listening? I would say don't be afraid of hard work, especially the internal work that the Spirit wants to do in you, because uh, God meets us in those places, and there is something beautiful and special about meeting God in the space of our own internal work, 
of working through anxiety and anger and shame and grief. Uh, in our culture, we tend to avoid those things. Uh, but I've found in my own experience, and hopefully others will find as, as they read this book, that it's as we meet God in those places that he does some of his best work. And he shapes us through those into the image of Christ and transforms our heart to be more loving, more empathetic. Uh, and really, it may may seem scary, but this is a beautiful journey to be on. And it's filled with hope all along the way. Um, so yeah, don't be afraid of the hard work because God will meet you in it. Mm, beautiful. Well, Sean, thank you so much, my friend, my brother, my colleague, <laughs> my this co-host. Is, it's always strange being <laughs> on this end of the, the questions. <laughs> well, we are excited about the book, grateful for this gift uh, to the church and grateful for you. Thank Thanks you. for joining us today. And thank you to our listeners. Uh, again, we encourage you to go to our webpage, hoperenewpodcast.com. Leave us some comments. We would love to hear your feedback on this. And it is our prayer that you are strengthened as you are met in your weariness with the hope of Christ. Thank you for joining us on Hope Renewed. Please help us reach more pastors by sharing this episode with your friends. If you enjoy this podcast, Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google, or Spotify, or your favorite platform for receiving podcasts. Thank you. This means the world to us. The Hope Renewed Podcast is brought to you by PIR Ministries. At PIR, we partner with God and the church in the work of pastoral renewal and restoration. Pastors, our goal is to help you cultivate new hope for healthy life and ministry. We do this by building relationships. We train both pastors and churches to promote a culture of ministry health. If you've experienced a forced exit from ministry, we provide a process of restoration for you and your family. We also have proven resources and tools to assist you in the challenges of ministry life. To contact us or to learn more about PIR, visit PIRministries.org.